0: Hello and welcome to the Trial Talk podcast. I'm your host, Berta Tarretorras, a former researcher and a science communications officer at the MRC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. In this show, we explore the clinical trial landscape by talking to the clinicians, researchers and patients that are behind the work we do. If you're interested in learning how our research can help improve healthcare in the UK and around the world, this is the podcast for you. This is the final part of our series on Octopus, the first multi-arm, multi-stage trial in progressive multiple sclerosis, or MS, that is designed and run by the MRC-CTU at UCL. From the beginning, Octopus was co-designed with people affected by MS. They have been central to every aspect of the trial, and they will continue to shape it throughout its entire duration. In this episode, we explore the role of the people affected by MS with Susan Scott, one of the Octopus patient representatives.
1: I'm Susan Scott. I'm um, a member of the MS Society Research Network, I have a PhD in biochemistry a long, long time ago, and I've had a, a career in um, clinical trials and clinical drug development in the pharmaceutical industry, um, and more recently still in the pharmaceutical industry, but in um, publication management.
0: And how does one become a patient representative? Susan Journey began when she was diagnosed with MS more than 20 years ago.
1: So I have an interest, a scientific background and an interest in clinical drug development. But unfortunately, just over 20 years ago, I got diagnosed myself with uh, MS. And I was really fortunate in the fact that I was close to a centre of excellence and I got highly effective treatment very early on after the diagnosis. And it's really helped. In my case, I live a virtually normal life. That being the case, more than 20 years after um, diagnosis, I really am very lucky because so many people I know are not in that situation. So for a long time, I've been involved with the MS Society and it's to be able to be involved is something that gives me a chance to give something back, really, for the
0: for the fortunate situation that I've been in. The MS Society is a charity dedicated to supporting people affected by MS and working towards finding a cure for MS. They are also funding the Octopus Trial.
1: When I started to get involved in the MS Society, I realised there was something called the Research Network, which enables people who have an interest in uh, research, any aspect of research in MS, gave us an opportunity to contribute to that and because of my background i was particularly interested so um, every year i tend to review grant applications and also provide advice to applicants on how to improve their lay summaries and so on so i so i do that and each month the patient involvement officer sends round opportunities for people to get involved in research and I've tended to focus on clinical trials. So I have been a, a PPI representative on a previous clinical trial on Bixaritine. And since 2018, I've been involved in the clinical trial platform setting up, which has become the Octopus trial. And um, that has been fascinating for me to be involved right from the beginning through to this the study now having actually started recruiting and
0: treating patients. Susan and other patient representatives are actively involved behind the scenes of the Octopus trial. Their feedback had had a clear influence on the direction of the trial, such as the endpoints of the trial, also known as the outcomes.
1: There have been a a lot of different things that we've um, contributed to Discussions about making sure that, that the trial measures something that's relevant to the patients. So, um, the change in the level of disability, which is captured through the um, endpoints that have been chosen. It's very important to look at whether, the, from the patient's perspective, is it worth me taking part in this trial? Is the effort involved likely to have benefit for me? And then practical things like how many MRI scans are there, how long am I going to be in the MRI scanner, how many tablets do I have to take, do I have to sort of jiggle them around food, and and all,
0: all that sort of scheduling. Octopus patient representatives were also involved in establishing the eligibility criteria for Octopus, as well as its flexible trial design the the
1: eligibility criteria have been definitely influenced by patients because uh working with the new, new neurologists we were really wanted to make it as inclusive as possible so people with progressive ms are often older than those with relapsing remitting ms because they've had the disease for longer so we wanted to extend the age range as much as possible. And currently the age range is up to 70 years old, which is much older than many trials. And also in terms of the what's called the Expanded Disability Status Scale, which is EDSS, that goes up to eight in this trial, whereas normally it's cut off at around six or 6.5. So that means that people... Who cannot walk but still have use of their arms and speech and so on are are able to take part in this trial which is really what we want to include because the the point of the trial is to see if we can stop the continuing disability that accumulates in progressive MS. So it's really good that we can um, include people with who are older and more disabled. And it provides hope because those groups of people have been excluded from clinical trials for so long. And going on from that, because many um, patients don't have uh, use of their legs anymore, their arm function becomes enormously important. And we made sure that a measure of arm function is included as one of the endpoints. So it's not just EDSS, which tends to focus more on walking and balance and so on, but also there is the nine-hole peg test when you put pegs in a board with your hands and arms, and that measures that function as well. And there are also secondary endpoints that we've included to measure fatigue, which is um, really important to people with MS, and also cognitive function, which can deteriorate at any stage in MS. We also ask for a flexible trial design so that when treatment arms are found to be ineffective and they're discontinued from the trial, a patient has the opportunity to to rejoin the trial, be re-randomised to another treatment after a suitable washout. So when they discontinue um, an existing drug because it's no longer considered to be effective, the term washout means that we don't have any treatment for probably, well, it depends on the drug, but probably three to six months. But then there's the opportunity to
0: be allocated another treatment in a random fashion. Another area where the patient representative's input was key was the selection of treatments to test in octopus.
1: There was um, a treatment um, advisory subcommittee which has actually been looking at the treatments that, um, that are going to be used in octopus. And for drugs that had been suggested as having potential to be effective in the treatment of progressive MS. Those drugs had a what has been called a drug CV, essentially. So a summary of the evidence, both in animals and in humans as to their effect, plus um, what are their side effects and how often do you have to take them and do they have to be given by infusion and those sorts of things. So a summary was prepared. And then that was supplied to a a patient group as as well, who looked at all of those and were asked questions. If this drug was really effective, would you take it? If it's only moderately effective, would you take it? And if, if it turns out to be ineffective, would you take it? And those were scored and weighted, and the scores were taken into account along with the um, neurologist's um, assessment of the efficacy of the drugs. And together, that's what came up with the selection of drugs that have gone into the trial to start with. But that subcommittee continues to review data and evidence from drugs and has already put forward additional uh drugs that might enter into the study in a year or two's time so it's not just one clinical trial it's a clinical trial platform which we can use for a long time to come hopefully to try and find drugs that will be effective to stop disability or at least slow down the disability and progressive MS it's like a clinical trial engine once we've got it going we can keep it going
0: Octopus is a true example of co-design, where patient representatives like Susan have been involved since the first discussions about the trial in 2018. To increase the diversity of people involved, Octopus also set up a Separate Patient and Public Involvement, or PPI, forum. It consists of a group of people affected by MS that haven't been involved in the Octopus trial yet, but they are available to provide additional feedback into all aspects of the trial.
1: The the, uh, PPI forum that has been set up through Octopus is used when we think that the um, patient representatives that are on the trial management group just uh, just me on the child management group and some others as well as me on some of the subcommittees. But when we feel that we need a broader perspective from the patients, then we call on a PPI forum and they, we had meetings last year and we've had a lot of input Onto the design of the octopus patient portal, what's the wording uh, and what, what content is there, There, making sure that the wording is acceptable to patients and also a fun part, choosing the logo to go on to the front. And, and that was that was really interesting because there was quite a, a view from the neurologist that it would be good to have a scanner as the image and none of the patients wanted to see a scanner uh, we all thought that that was really off-putting so um, we wanted something much more comforting and friendly so that um, we had a lot to do
0: with that the name of the trial octopus was also agreed within the ms patient community
1: there was um a poll put out i think it was a couple of years or two or three years ago now and we got lots of different names and Octopus was a, a clear favourite because it reflected that there could be lots of different arms to the treatment. And it's become a, a, a logo that we put on everything and it's, it's fun and provides a friendly face to the, to the trial.
0: Having patient representatives on board has clearly benefited Octopus and it will continue to do so. As a patient representative, Susan works closely with the neurologists and patients involved in the trial. But how does Susan see herself fitting in the wider Octopus team? I love my role
1: because I can present from a patient perspective, but I also have the background from clinical trials and having some idea of how they run. So it's been an enormous privilege, actually, to, to be able to, to do that. And the great thing about having been on Octopus since it was just a, an idea of a clinical trial platform until it is now um, a clinical trial that's up and running, I've been involved all the way through and was an applicant uh, to the MS Society, a co-applicant with um, Jeremy Chataway and Max Palmer to get the funding to do the trial. And then I have been involved as a standing member of the trial management group and involved in the subcommittee, particularly on on the communication platform. So I tend to join the meetings on a monthly basis and I'm treated as one of the team. So I can stay quiet and listen if I have a question, I put up my hand and ask a question. I'm often asked what I think of particular decisions. So it feels extremely collaborative and cooperative. And it's, it feels like true co-design between the scientists and the patients. And it, it's a great way to work. And I,
0: th- I think we should be encouraging it as much as possible. The launch of Octopus is a huge milestone in the MS research community. There is a lot of hope and excitement that the trial will find a new treatment for progressive MS. But what does Octopus mean to someone like Susan and other people living with MS?
1: There are a couple of things. One is for people with relapsing remitting MS, Many of them, but not all, will go on to develop progressive MS. And for those that do, the chance and the hope that there are still drugs to be discovered, which are going to help in the later stages of the disease, are really critical for younger people who are diagnosed with MS and may get worse despite treatment. To know that that there will be treatments that can help in the later stages of the disease is really helpful. And the other thing is for those with progressive MS now, I I work in the local group um, of of the MS Society, and many of my colleagues are, you know, really quite disabled. And there's been nothing for them for all these years. And so to actually provide some hope that even if they don't benefit, the Taking part in the research means that future people with progressive MS can benefit, you know, really makes a big difference and is really, really worthwhile. I see people in wheelchairs that I work with who who have so many hurdles to overcome in every day. And when you're able-bodied, you don't realise how much effort has to go into doing everything if you're not able-bodied. And so that's why I'm really keen to see research in this area. It won't come overnight, but at least get going with this so that in
0: in a decade on, we'll have good treatments in place. If you are affected by MS and want to become a patient representative, there are several ways you can get involved in research.
1: For, for people with MS, there is the research network that has a dedicated page on the, on the MS Society website, and that will give a good description of what the role entails and materials that you have to study and pass so that you're sufficiently knowledgeable about how research works to be able to contribute. And Then once you're on that list, there are emails that come out most months saying these are the opportunities that there are. Um, Would you like to get involved? And click here and give your a little bit of background and why you would particularly like to get involved with this piece of work. There's an application form essentially for the patients to get involved as well. So it's not an automatic thing. You have to explain why you would be interested. So it works two ways, really. Both the researchers and the patients are putting forward their best best shot, really, at improving the the design of uh, research in the future.
0: Octopus is a great example of how patients can help shape MS research. Involving patients in such a meaningful way was possible thanks to the active role of the MS Society in recruiting people affected with MS, and also thanks to the MRC-CTU at UCL, who designed and run the Octopus Trial, and it is committed to embedding patient and public involvement in all their trials. Thank you for listening. This was the final part of our series on our OCTOPUS clinical trial. If you'd like to learn more about OCTOPUS, there's lots of information on our MRC CTU website, the OCTOPUS website, ms-octopus.mrcctu.ucl.ac.uk, the UK MS Society website and the UK MS Register website. Octopus is funded by the MS Society and led by Professor Jeremy Chataway from the Queen Square MS Centre and the MRC Clinical Trials Unit at UCL.